What's going on, world? Yay, yay. One, two, three. Welcome to Craig Facts. We in this thing. We up in this thing. What's poppin', man? I got two special guests, man. Go ahead and, and introduce yourselves to the world, man. Hey, man, listen. You know who it is. Uh, the last standing coke boy. <laughs> uh, the lord of infamy for this bitch uh, the hobbit of all trolls the hobbit of all trolls hey man look <laughs> man let me tell you something man this brother right here J. Cam man real funny dude straight out of Houston Texas man real solid dude man watch this man come up and make it out here in LA doing big shit got a couple movies he got coming out some other networks he's working with so Bro, I had to come on, chat, and tap in with your Craig. Man. And, uh, you knew I was coming. Man, I They said my name yeah. like Candyman. <laughs> and tell them they're looking for Corey, too. Hey! <laughs> I'm making my rounds. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I got my good shoes on. In case nigga feel froggy, <laughs> he ain't leap, nigga. Because <laughs> it'd be a lot of... Hey, let me just go on and say this. It'd be a lot uh, of talk that'd be happening. Right. A lot of, lot of, lot of cap is what I like to right, say. Right, 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 right. Because niggas demeanor change when you pull up. When right. niggas demeanor change when you say, "Hey, well, well, what can we?" So who did you pull up on? Who's demeanor change? Well, you know, you hear shit. That's my daddy would tell me. A man that can't say the same thing he said in your absence in your presence ain't a man. I agree. Mm. So some of that shit you don't address at all. I agree. But you know, it's funny just on some pull up shit. The pull up happened whether you want it or not. Ain't no, right. ain't no, uh, ain't no avoiding that. That right. shit happened to me not probably what? How many about a month ago? Two, two months ago? Yeah, like two months. In about two months. Two now. Yeah, two and a half. So I guess there was some some static in the air, and I'm we're talking about in Houston. Yeah, I'm in yeah. Houston. And some some names which we would name nameless at this moment. Due to uh, current extemporaneous circumstances in the judicial system, <laughs> which I'm currently not extemporaneous. Yes. They go. <laughs> yes, I'm a walking extemporaneous circumstances. I don't even know what that means, but meaning uh, which, yeah. and well, the magistrates in which I reside currently do not allow me under a certain uh, perpendicular laws and uh, a case. Nigga got yeah. a case. Yeah. Got a case. Yeah, can't mention yeah, the name. Can't Cannot say speak right. these names, but said people. But however, they came looking for me and saw me at a show. Right. Uh, this wasn't a regular pull-up, though. This mm. was the, I'm looking to see if you here. Right. I'm going to hide out. I go on stage. I do my time. Perform, rap, all that shit. New album is coming out. Short film that we've been working on here for this past year. Uh, shout out to all the mutants out there in Houston, Texas. Everybody a part of Heckler Records. Um, we shot six stand-up comedy specials under the Renegades of Comedy, which we're releasing. Um, we got my first solo album as well as a soundtrack and short film that we're doing a semi-biographical. Everything that you've seen over the last six months, we've broken down in detail. Uh, Lonely at the Top, I shot that back in May. We're releasing that during my roast weekend, December 3rd through the 5th. Um, so I'm, I'm going around the city promoting, doing these things. And uh, I get off stage, I go outside, and I'm dolo, you know, shit. I go out there to go grab me a taco. I walk to a taco truck. Out of nowhere, dude comes swings over my shoulder. Ooh, I mm. swing. Now we squabble. I don't know why we fight, but we fight and I see the swing. I duck. Partner comes in and tries to sneak. Right. This nigga's a bitch. <laughs> he folds up. Now me and this nigga squabble. Right, right. So we out there doing this for about two, three minutes. As, as fate would have it, 
the fight starts dying down, people start coming down to try and break the fight up. Jay Ken coming out the club, and I'm like, oh shit, my young nigga right here. These two niggas plus this third nigga over here that's trying to stand and act like he's not fighting that don't want to fight. I was like, oh yeah, now it's, we good now. Yeah. Right, right, right. I right. just I can deal with two. It's just the third nigga on this other side right here. You, yeah. You I came outside like, let's get it. Hold up. <laughs> two is easy. You just got to stay on your pivot, man. You got to keep nah, moving. Man, yeah, I, yeah. I got I to tell you from my point of view, we had just did a show. I'm hosting. And we kill it. You know, kill it. I go back on stage. I bring the next person up. I'm sitting down. I, I just, you know how you can feel commotion outside? Right, right, I right. feel like some action going on. So I look out the window. It's Billo. I'm saying he dropped one nigga, though. Mm, I saw Billy really can fight. So <laughs> let me run outside help my dog, man. Yeah. I run outside. When they see me come outside, they back up. But we pressed them. Like, what's up? Right. As we pressed them, some old ass... Big mama, your leg type chick come hop out the car and, uh-uh, y'all ain't finna do that to my boy. Mm. She pepper sprays us. That's we trying to press the dude. So when she pepper sprays us, uh, I don't know what drug Billy was on that night. He walked right through the pepper spray. Yeah, cocaine. <laughs> cocaine will walk you straight through there. All the stuff that's been in my nose, you can't even hit me with nothing. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm now trying to be like, no, nigga, fuck this. I want to finish this. Yeah. Well, let's get, let, 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 let's get to something, man, because... Billy, is, you somebody I'm familiar with. I don't know you as well as other niggas, but I know your pedigree. You know what I'm saying? You're an honest nigga. Yeah. Um, you're not scared. We no. talked about a situation that you had a few months ago on the show, and Billy called me immediately. And was like, hey, bruh, <laughs> you my nigga, and I know you joking, but who was these other niggas on the show, my nigga? Because you, you, So Billy's a presser. Billy is somebody yeah. who is accountable for his actions. And when he does things, he knows the repercussions, and he's prepared prepared to deal with the consequences. That's my assessment of Billy. Yeah. Yeah. You're a man's man. Yeah. If he right? say it, he mean he it. He mean it. And he going to do it. But who is Billy to Billy? Who is Billy Sorrells? That's a good question, Craig. Because at a certain time, that accountability you had that you're speaking about is something that I have to be true to self about. With no cap, with no heirs. And my, when I say my last name, you know, this Billow shit is cool. That's a singular. But when I put my last name and say my name, Billy Surreals, that's beyond me. That's not just me. That's indicative of where I came from. That's indicative of the people who helped get me to this place. Because for me to assess and to think that I can do and say and handle shit, whatever, is, is cowardice and selfish to people who made a investment in to make me who I am. Some people are like, ain't nobody make me. No, 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 nigga, you had help along the way. You had people who gave guidance, who gave tools, who gave wisdom. So for me to continue to erroneously act as though that there are no consequences or backlash from any of the actions, the shit that I did, nigga, shit, I would, I, that would be cap. Right, okay. That would be kept. I, I can't say I'm self-made because, nigga, I didn't make myself. My father and my grandfather and my great-grandfather raised me. I'm from Chattanooga, Tennessee, a small town. Before I moved to Houston, I started living in Mo City. Like, I, I owe that part of me. And the people I went to college with, the people that gave me scholarships, the, the people that invested in me, their time, my daughters, I owe them. And I think sometimes we operate in a, in a space of ego, which I was. Right. 
or pride or sense of protecting in a in a certain mindset, bro, and it's like you gotta be accountable for that. So how are you able to distinguish the difference between Billy Sorrell's the family man, um, and Billy Sorrell's the entertainer? Very simple. When my actions are not mutually beneficial to me as an entertainer as they are to my family, that's another nigga that I gotta say that's not me. Right. You understand? If these actions that if my father or grandfather, great grandfather were alive, that they would be proud of, hey bro, I can't, I can't, I can't act as though like that shit is how I was raised because it wasn't. Right. Right. Uh, the hardest part about all this shit is, is when you're doing things or handling things that you think that you're doing to protect your family or protect the people of your loved ones, or you're dealing with certain shit. You have to learn in life your accountability lays only with your own actions. You can't hold nobody else accountable. You can't make them take ownership of the things that they did. Right, right. As real niggas, we like to say, nah, nigga, I'm gonna hold you accountable. That's 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 a cap. That's, mm. that's not true. You can only handle what it is that you have done and take accountability for. Straight up. Right. Good, bad, or indifferent. Indeed. And and a nigga, I would be I would be remiss to sit here and act like nigga, I'm without without error, nigga, like I ain't done fuck shit in my life. Now am I am I flawed? Yes. But am I out to fuck over anybody? No. Right. That's not my energy. That ain't never been my energy. Right, right. I don't get embarrassed. I'm not ashamed of anything I've done. I'm not ashamed of anything that's I stand on that nigga. Right. I stand on all of that. Indeed. So when we sit here and we have these dialogues, it's like I watch your show and I'm enthralled at the context that you put everyday real life situations in and before a public. And I think for us as uh Nigga is elevated black men, bro. I think I'm elevated. Indeed. Not just based off my education, nigga, but but what I've been exposed to. Indeed. So I can't, I can't stand here and say, nigga, that I don't own accountability for shit, nigga. But at the same time, too, hey, when I come and I'm coming to look for you and you go to hide, right? I'm finna throw smoke in the bushes. I want you to come outside. Right. And that's something that I recognize in you because I was raised by my father. My father was around. I see the killer in you. I know. I can look in the nigga eyes and tell when he's not, when he knows who he is and what he has to do. And recently, in recent history, we all know that there's been a situation with you and D-Lay. And in that situation, when I would watch you talk about it online, I seen the killer in you. And I called and I talked to you, and we had a conversation. Mm -hmm. And we didn't go in depth, but you, you told me, hey, man, you know, I told you what I thought about it. And you said, you, 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 you kind of, you, you, you know, you think it right, Craig. That's kind of what I'm on, man. It's, it's, it's right now, it's either me and this nigga. And you are two dudes that I highly respect, right? Right. And so to see you guys' relationship come to that point, me as a comedian, you know, somebody who, you know, wants to be a legendary comedian one day, I always want to be on the right side of the history with the right niggas. Right. I don't want to look back in 20 years and be like, I just didn't try to do nothing if something happens. Right. So make the world understand why? How did this situation between you and D-Lake get to this point? Is the homosexuality that you, you discussed in that, is that true or is that a tactic to destroy D-Lake? What's real and what's not real? 
Let, I mean, let let's, the world. Let's, let's have a real conversation. Definitely. Let's start. Let's start back with how we got here. How we got to this space. I think that goes to the first thing I said. You can't hold people accountable for the things that they do. You can hope that people are accountable for their actions and that they atone from them eventually. However, that's not your job, nor that's your responsibility. Bro, with, with, with great time being silent, my bad. You see, I had to go back and say, hey, let's watch the game tape and let's see, was I, pl- was I playing the game the right way? Right. Playing the game the right way ain't trying to make this man own the shit he do. Because that's not the game. The game is saying, hey, you're responsible for your actions. 100%. 100% across the board. D-Lay was my brother. Still is my brother. I never, even in that beef, even with Killer look in my eyes, said, hey, you know what? I'm coming for you with this. It was this. Right. Because the hurt was here. Not nigga street shit. Right. I've been shot before. Niggas don't know that shit. I shot nigga. It ain't that. Hey, for what? I don't know the nigga that shot me. I, I couldn't tell you his name. Right. What we, what we doing? Right, right. So when I think about that, I know Delay's sons. I don't, I don't wish death on them. I know his ex-wife, his sisters, where he come from. I know his whole story. I've sat for hours and watched, so it would be capped for me to sit here and say that this nigga is a mortal enemy. I'm I'm sorry, that's not true. Right. That's capped. That's fact. That's that is a lie. If I was to say that he he was not one of the closest people to me, Delay and, and damn fool are my brothers. Right. Brothers beef, brothers feud, but brothers didn't fight. They resolved that shit. Is me. Right. And the mistake that I made was. Thinking that in a marriage and with my brothers, the boundaries of respect and honesty and transparency will be kept the same way I do. Right. That was my fault. That right. was also me moving in a place where I'm not letting God lead my relationship. Right. And God ain't got to be a white man with a beard, but there's a level of moral integrity that you got to have and keep. To not lose your fucking soul. How did you get into the swinger lifestyle? Who initiated you into that? Nigga, I've been fucking bitches with my wife the entire time we was together. Before that, I was fucking bitches. I pimped for fucking two years, bro. Right. But a lot of people don't understand the difference between fucking bitches and swinging. Because there's rules to swinging. Well, there's rules. Listen, there's rules to anything. Right. There's rules to the dope game. There's rules to the streets. But guess what? What we learning now is everybody don't play by them same rules. Right. The biggest issue the young niggas and old niggas is having right now is these young niggas ain't playing by the rules and the old niggas play them, but who's wrong? No, they changing the game. How did you build the courage to let a nigga fuck your wife? Nigga, easy. Hey, when I met my wife, she was on a fucking stripper pole. I had a perverse mindset from the very, very start that started with, nigga, I needed to heal and look at her with more value. I devalued her by doing that. Right. I'm fucked up. I don't encourage no nigga to go give his wife to a fucking a toss. I don't encourage no nigga to do that in any situation. Like, nigga, but that was me moving with a place where only I'm caring for self. 
Mm-hmm. I'm fucking, nigga, seven bitches over here. I, I got one dick. Hey, deal with that while I'm dealing with this. And I'm high. Right. Nigga, I don't give a fuck. You felt like it got out of control? No. I never felt no type of way where it got out of control, but the out of control part got on when it started happening to begin with. Fuck the fucking bitches. The niggas, fucking bitches was where it was an issue at. When I need to go add extra people into our marriage, into our bedroom, nigga, it's out of control. Straight up. Right. I'm going to just tell you because it's like, nigga, I lived a lifestyle for over 11 years, nigga. Even before that. When I was pimping, nigga. I pimped for two years, 07 to 09. You was sending bitches out. No, nigga, like, really putting myself in a bad-ass situation, nigga. Like, dumb as fuck. I wasn't out here beating bitches up, doing stupid shit. Nigga, I was out here really making money from bitches. Like, nigga, I was really turning these bitches around. Right. But that was based off shit I hadn't healed from where I devalue women and put themselves in that place in the first place. You know why? Because if a nigga was doing any of the shit, a third of the shit that I was dealing with these women in the streets to, to my daughters, nigga, I want them niggas dead, nigga. Right. Now, here's the thing. A lot of people on the outside are going to say, hey, no, hold on, Billy. You had a great father, a good mother, came from a, a, a decent household. What kind of trauma could you have possibly faced growing up the way you did that would make you devalue a woman to the point where you would pimp her? Let me tell you something, bro. My mom left when I was 10. My daddy raised me. My daddy's mama left when he was five. My granddaddy raised my daddy. So, in, instinctually, from 10 years old, nigga, I've been self-sufficient. I ain't needed a bitch for shit to say that. That's my, that was my mindset. I had no high school sweethearts. Nigga, I was all about achieving. But I achieved because I was missing a lack of attention from my actual mom, bro. Nigga was fucked up, G. Hmm. So I'm out here overachieving, hoping that I'm seeing, nigga. Like I have real life motherfucking mommy issues, like a lot of niggas do. Because it's two sides to mommy issues. Niggas that think that, oh, mommy issues is your mom ain't fuck with you. No, bro. Mommy issues is also to your mama treating you and raising you to be a bitch-ass nigga. Mm. Some of you niggas is over-mother, nigga, under-father, and you got a pussy between your legs, nigga, because you don't want to take no accountability when you fuck up. I think it's fucking important that men, when we make a motherfucking mistake, we get on the motherfucking mic as loud as we made the fuck up. We make the fucking clarification on, hey, bro, this is this is what's wrong. Right. Madonna, you know are you familiar with the Madonna Whore Complex? Give it to me. So the Madonna Horror Complex is a uh, uh, a mental state where a man has been hurt by his mother as a child. And he equates intimacy with the woman to the hurt that he felt with his mother as a child. So he has the inability to be vulnerable and... Um, be in an intimate relationship with his mother because as soon as he has a feeling um, that reminds him of that that hurt that he felt with his mother as a child, he shuns the woman via disrespect, via pimping, um, just all the things that could rid him of that vulnerability that he felt as a child um, that you know he's reminded of once his heart opens to a woman. So you equate the love for a woman to the pain that you felt from your mother not being around as a child. And a lot of black men suffer from the Madonna whore complex. Mm-hmm. A lot of men in general who come from, you know, situations like yourself. So that's something that um, a lot of men deal with and a lot of people need to confront because we attach this boss player ass persona to a nigga that's really just scared to get hurt. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? Bro, that is that is so factually true. Like, nigga, I don't get embarrassed. But I don't get embarrassed because I don't need validation from nobody to do shit. Nigga, even in the midst of all the shit I said about a nigga sucking my dick, nigga, bitches didn't stop DMing me and coming fucking me, bro. Right. That shit ain't stopped. This nigga been in my house plenty of times. bitches over there. It's a bitch over there right now. Cause right. that's not the that's not the that's not the law, nigga. That oh y'all thought the shit stopped. No, nigga, I'm fucking other niggas, bitches, nigga. While all this shit going on. Is that truth or is that a uh, is no that... no no? Let's clear. Let me let me say yeah, this clear shit. clear uh, that up for the no, people. No no no. Let's yeah. clear this up right now. Some shit that I shouldn't have had to clear up anyway. Cause if you know my motherfucking pedigree, you a real that. elevated ass nigga. Definitely. I want to smoke, nigga. Damn. <laughs> I want to smoke, nigga. So if I said you suck, let me ask you a question, Craig. If I said on on here. Or on another outlet, you suck my dick. Ain't you coming looking for me? If it's you, I'm coming to see you. I don't care who it is, I'm coming yeah. to see you. Nigga, nigga, you ain't gonna say nothing about that about me. Hey, man, hey, yo. Nigga, don't play that. Nah, hell no. Nah. You coming to see me, right? Right. Okay. That's all I wanted from the start. Come right. see me, nigga. Right. You gonna get out here in this grass, I'm gonna beat your ass, nigga. I'm gonna drag you, or you gonna beat me, which I don't think is gonna happen, nigga. Right, right. He but, never responded to that either. But see, that's no, what a lot see, of... And see, here's the thing. This is the shit that got me, which I was unaware of. In my brain, because I'm a comic, let's get to this. Because comic gay artists, I don't give a fuck. Nigga, I don't give a fuck. When I did shit, black girl say I had a wig and a dress on, and that's a taboo ass thing. Nigga, I'll fuck three bitches in the dress with the wig on. So I don't give a fuck about what these niggas talking about. Right. And nigga, you be the, I'll be the nigga put a wig on and beat your ass. Nigga, know what's up? <laughs> nigga, the fuck is you talking about? But that's a part but of see, the niggas don't, niggas ain't real niggas. Niggas ain't really real men. Just like when Corey said what he said. And was talking and shit on I talked to him, but then I pulled up on Corey when he came to Houston. Right. Hello, nigga. Hey, yeah, what's up, Minnie Green? What's up, Corey? Oh, shit, this nigga right here. I want you to understand, nigga, don't. I'm candy man, nigga, I'm coming. Atone and understand whatever you say, you got to stand on that. Right. Niggas don't stand on shit. Right. As a real comic, I don't give a fuck what these people say. If you really ain't a punk and a nigga ain't sucked your dick, you could, oh, nigga, you suck my dick. Or we could have went back and forth until niggas like, oh, they on some other shit. Right. Or you could have just came and seen me like a man, nigga. Right. Now, can I make him do that? No. But you wanted to. You wanted to oh, take no, control no. back. That was my fault. That right. was me. Also, real nigga shit, I expected a nigga to respect me and value shit to me that he don't value. It's no way you can make somebody put respect on shit that has a value to yourself. What line did he cross for people who don't understand no, why? clarification. Yeah. All D-Lay had to say was, hey, nigga, you out of town, what's up with court, or let's set some shit up, or I got some bitches. But see, here's the thing that I learned about this swinging shit. Every nigga ain't ready to deal with their own pride and ego. Some niggas can't take that. Some right. niggas can't take watching another nigga bash up your bitches. Not even your wife, nigga, just your bitches, nigga. Right, right. Nigga, oh, it's one here, here's a swap for a swap. Oh, you didn't want to do that. You want to take the approach of, I want to talk shit about you. I want to destroy you. I want to speak ill of you. I want to encourage this woman to leave her family and fill with a false narrative. Versus really just being like, yeah, you didn't fuck this motherfucker before. But you also sat down and had some real genuine conversations. Well, let's stop right there. Because that's something... That's very important. So you gave to someone who then in turn in your mind tried to steal something you gave them. 
it's a thing. It's just like if I say, hey, Craig, I own a gas station. You come to the gas station all the time. I say, hey, man, you want some chips? You take the chips. I don't charge you for the fucking chips. Right. I'm not there. You come back in the gas station. You grab a sandwich, $20 of gas, and three three, three cases of beer. No, right. nigga, that's, that's still it, nigga. Right. In a position of, hey, I didn't initiate or have to force that shit. This is shit she wanted to do. She a grown-ass woman, and guess what, nigga? Below. Guess what? This is this shit that fucked me up. Guess what? I'm less mad about that and more mad that you try to lie and act like the shit didn't happen. Right. I know this is a serious conversation, but <laughs> I'm a silly nigga, dog. And it's so funny to me that you just compared your wife to a gas station. <laughs> like, <laughs> nigga, that's hilarious. Well, that goes back to how you met her. Yeah. Well, you met her objectifying her as a stripper. Right. Now, see so she never made it past product. You know what it was? It was, even in that even in that conversation, <laughs> stripper, was that all she was? No. no. Dope ass entertainer, multi talented. However, my mindset fucked up. So, and any of this, with with all clearing the air, like no, he ain't never had no sexual encounter with me. Right. Clear that up. Say it again. He ain't never had no sexual encounter with me. With that, we're gonna do a quick a quick uh quick ad, man. Blue Chew, y'all. <laughs> you sure it's Blue Chew Brown? All right, let me double check and make sure, man. Yep. Check it out, man. Blue Chew. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers same-day active ingredients. Uh, the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable tablet and a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, any night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever your opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com. Consult with one of our one of our licensed medical providers, and once you've been approved, you'll receive a prescription within days. The best part is it's all online, so no visits to the doctor office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew tablets are made in the U.S. of A. and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. Look, man, I took Blue Chew. I was dealing with this. Uh, Buzzard face broad ah! with superior body but average face. And I tell you what, man, I took a blue chew and I was able to pound her out all night, man. I was able to <laughs> deliver. It's nothing better than a six with body, but sometimes if you had a long day of working out and arguing with other bitches, it's hard to get excited about the regular looking bitch. Hey, man, the thing about blue chew that I love, it's a privacy part of it. You can get that shit sent straight to your guys. Straight to the house, nigga. Straight to the blue fucking chew. Door. You ain't even gotta go to the gas station no more. You ain't gotta mess with those rhinos, G. Get you a blue chew, man. I ain't even gonna People be scared to mess with them blue chews. It's just shit. like adding cheese to a cheeseburger. Check it out, man. All we gotta do is this. Look, all you gotta do is this. There's a special deal for the listeners of Craig Facts. <coughs> go to bluechew.com, type in promo code Craig to receive your first free blue chew. Just visit BlueChew.com for more details and, more importantly, safety information. We thank you here at BlueChew, and we appreciate you guys listening to Craig Facts. Again, go to BlueChew.com, promo code Craig, and get your first month of BlueChew for free. So we back. <coughs> so, Billy, 
delay makes a cardinal mistake. He oversteps his boundaries. You gave him an opportunity, or did you give him an opportunity to rectify the situation? This went on for months. Months, okay. So let me be clear. Because like, I don't give a fuck what nobody say about me. I don't care. Right. Gives no fuck. This shit holds no weight. Check still coming in. Bitch is still gonna fuck. Our kids still gonna get raised. You can still get punched in their mouth. Or pulled up on it. Bruh, stop. Niggas gotta stop with that cap shit. Like, hey, nigga, stop. This went on for months. I started a podcast. I was very instrumental in helping niggas get their brand and shit together. Helping niggas say, hey, listen, take these stories that you talk about. Let's develop a pilot for it. Because if Greg Craig wants to pick your shit up. But you can't be a nigga in no type of way, form, or fashion that when people help you get somewhere, you turn and switch sides on your team. Mm. Wow. What should the younger 18-year-old Billy, a nigga who's walking in your same shoes with the same type of talent, the same type of business acumen, um, what do you tell him to prevent him from making some of the same mistakes you made in that situation? Well, his mistakes was very clear. Focus on yourself, get yourself together first, heal, before you start focusing on anything, anybody else. I, I thought, oh, okay, I'm going to be in this marriage, have a family, do this, and I ain't did everything to try and fucking heal the shit that I've been through. You hurt people. Shit be fucked up. You ain't 100% right. And even if you account for the shit that you did wrong, that don't mean that you didn't do no wrong. Like, right. 100%. I never stole nothing from nobody. Right. I never took nothing from nobody. I fed niggas. Ain't nobody feeding me. Right. Ain't nobody, big, feed, ain't nobody feeding me. Mm-hmm. From when I started, I was never nobody's opener. I was never nobody's feature. I was never none of that shit, nigga. 100% worked on my own. Ali helped me a whole lot. I will always <clears throat> say that. How you know when you're on bullshit? You're on bullshit. I'm talking about how do you know when you're on when bullshit? I'm on bullshit when I can't say that the shit that I do benefits my children. When the shit that I do don't stand for how I was raised. It goes back to the first shit I said. If the shit that I'm doing, I can't look back and go say, hey, with my father or the people who raised me, be straight with this. And two, is this going to be something beneficial to my children? Hey, I'm moving. I'm on bullshit. What's a personal opinion that you've had in the last year that you would change now? What's something that would change? A personal opinion that you've had in this last 12 months that you would change now. Not to say that you don't have regrets. I'm not speaking on regrets. But I feel like sometimes we have an error in perception, and we get when we get on the other side of that cloud, we say, "Hey, okay, I could have thought about that a little bit differently. I could have processed that information a little bit differently. I don't regret what I did, but I feel like as a man, I could have been more efficient in that situation. Is there something that you can look at and be like, you know what? I probably should have changed the way I thought about that. Thinking that." at this point in my life, handling shit in the street is the way to handle anything that comes about my life. That's a flawed 
shit. That's flawed as fuck. Right. Because guess what? It's some real killers in the fucking penitentiary, nigga. It's some real niggas that's dead, nigga. Right. So at what point, nigga, do I got to go say, hey, yeah, I might have been in a very solid place of how I was brought up. Nigga, that shit ain't cool. Nigga, I got bigger responsibilities. Nigga, I'm a patriarch of my fucking family, bro. Ain't no niggas above me. I got a 100-year-old great-grandma nigga that's turned 100 nigga three days ago. I got a 82-year-old grandmother, bro. I got three sisters, four aunties, all between 60 and 65, bro. I got my mama, nigga. Ain't no, I don't got no brothers, nigga. I, it's just me, nigga. So none of this shit that I'm doing, if, I, if it's not helping none of them, hey, bro, I'm off my job. My job is to provide for my family, provide for my children, and excel in what I'm doing. My job ain't to make niggas accept the fuck shit that they own. Brown, something came unplugged. I don't know what it is. Is everything cool in there? Uh, yeah. Oh. Okay. What you say? Nigga, funny is he was like, when the roasting gonna start? The name to start roasting. They got real serious in this. No, but I mean, like, bro, serious conversation. Yeah, for sure. For me, this ain't about roasting. We already solidified as all time greats as roasting. Yeah, nigga, like, how much of this shit do you? How much do you want? Nigga, I got shit to prove today. But 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 what I think a lot of men don't understand is is how. Men who are men operate when they're angry, when they're happy, when shit is cool. It's certain things that a real nigga has to get off his chest before I can accept, you know, uh, logical thinking sometimes. Sometimes I just need to get the bullshit out. And I feel like the earlier part of this year, I've been in your shoes mentally, which is why I didn't judge the situation. Because there's some niggas out there that I couldn't even... Pray until I shot at him or put hands on him, cause that's how angry I was. And tried everything in my motherfucking, everything I ever been taught to be cool, but couldn't function until I got this particular nigga. But you know what the funny part about it is? Anger all comes from love at one point. If a nigga don't admit that anger comes from love, nigga, in the very beginning, you're tripping. You're not gonna get angry at a nigga or be disappointed in a nigga that you had no expectation on, fam. Right. So it starts from love, nigga, and it starts from disappointment. There's some disappointment that happens that you try to take control over and then you want to go the extra mile. No, nigga, that's not how it works. It's a thin line. Yeah, nigga, between love and hate. Between love That's some real shit, man. And you know what you know the funny part about this? What this is shit it? ain't no uh this shit ain't about me trying to make delay life better. Nigga, that nigga got two sons that gotta answer for this shit. That nigga two sons is who gonna deal with this shit. Not that nigga. That nigga ain't in the street. Them kids in the street. Right. I ain't got no issue with them boys. Them boys ain't never did nothing to me. Just like some shit what he said about my wife ain't really fucking over her or me. It's fucking over our children, fam. Right, right. But I can't expect a nigga to keep his mouth shut because some niggas do shit and just feel that that's what everybody even fucking know. It's some, some shit that's like that. Did you introduce your wife to the lifestyle? No. The cocaine or was she already on that? She already did shit. Mm. Drugs was something that was already prevalent in, in both our lives. Fucking with people doing wild shit was already there. Who introduced you to it? Nigga, my uncle when I was fucking seven, bro. I seen this shit at seven. Bro, niggas act like Houston ain't a real place. Nigga, Houston, yeah, nigga, I started sure. sipping drink in seventh grade. Nigga, seventh grade. 
I ain't smoking seventh grade. I said lean in seventh grade, bro. Mm. Play basketball and play football, nigga. Like niggas think niggas made money popping, selling pills, doing all type of shit coming up. Right. So niggas be with the like, oh, it's only real niggas where you from. That's not that's not real. Mm. Can you beat it? It's beat. When you when you lose control and you lose sense of self and you are escaping reality with a product, you got a problem. Period. Mm. Period. When did you realize you had a problem? Twenty Drugs had always been around, but it was that, hey, I'm finna escape in this shit. You understand what I'm saying? Man. Niggas try to escape reality. No, you gotta live this, baby. You gotta see the boogeyman at the end of this bad dream, fam. You can't escape this shit. Right. And when those decisions that I was making weren't aligned up or I started checking out or really taking that accountability, that's when I realized, hey, I'm out of pocket. Did Kev on stage mm -hmm. steal from you? Did Kev on stage steal from me? I can't answer that. I don't think he did. However, was he a part of something that was stolen from me? Yes. Hmm. Did I receive punishment from that? Yes. Hmm. Was I removed from certain programs for speaking my mind? Yes. How should a comic deal with plagiarism? That's a great question. That's an awesome question. That's a great question. That's an awesome question. Even with filing an injunction, there are things that you must be aware of. I filed an injunction in 2010 against Viacom dealing with MTV and Geico based off a sketch that I did, a series with my boy Sleazy Manco. Unbeknownst to me, how Viacom worked at the time was if you have an injunction against any Viacom company, you can't work with none of the other ones. My injunction was at MTV. That stopped me from working with Comedy Central, stopped me working with BET until. All of that shit ceased. So it really put me back. Not because I was emotionally dealing with something. I tried to handle it the right way. But you got to understand something, bro. That's why platforms of what you have right now being independent are more important than niggas getting opportunities on these fucking big networks. Mm. And I left the radio this year. I wasn't forced out. I had options. Hmm. $175,000 plus another $50,000 of, of possible sponsorship money to be in 60 cities is dope. But if I can't make music something that I'm great at, if I can't put out certain products, if I, I, I got to stay and go in Atlanta and I got a custody battle with my kids going on, no, my kids come first, fam. Niggas, the sacrifice is made every day. Nigga, when I spoke up about the black lady sketch show, nigga, they cut my motherfucking Instagram page off. Nigga, I can't even type words right now. Hmm. I got, I got a verification, get monetized, but I can't type comments or words. Go on my last five posts and go see if it's kept. My last post that I had words on was probably one or two posts after I spoke out about the Black Lady Sketch Show. And niggas told me, to, nah, bro, don't do that. Mm. That's why when I was like, I saw Precious and them going off about the shit that was going on, nigga. It's not, hey, bro, it's very, very coincidental. But you know what it goes back to? 
you can't make niggas take accountability for the shit that they do. Right. You control how you respond to the shit. Right. Hmm. PDS debt, man. Let me tell you about PDS debt, man. PDS debt can put you in a situation, man, where you consolidate all your debt, you stop paying interest, and hey, you put yourself in a situation where you're economically viable and your bills are under control. If you got more than $10,000 in debt and, and, and you're drowning and you don't know what to do with it, go to pds.com forward slash Craig. pds.com. Again, pdsdebt.com forward slash Craig. One of our listeners used PDS as we've been recommending for a while now. And guess what? He cut his monthly bills by $800 a month. He inboxed me the other day feeling glorious and tremendous about his current debt situation. If you think I'm lying, go to Slim underscore Jenkins. 418 slim underscore Jenkins 418 he messaged me yesterday he said yo Craig I'm grateful for the podcast big bro no lie PDS debt was one of the best decisions I've ever made financially this shit really works I have a personal loan and a credit card through Wells through my Wells Fargo bank account I was about 12k in total debt my agent James at PDS explained to me how the process works and he broke it down to me and was able to answer all my questions I had in regards to the service. When he told me my account was a stress reliever because I just got some racks back from the IRS. I'm sorry y'all. It was a stress reliever because I just got some racks back from the IRS and was in a position where I could pay off some debt. Also with the PDS service I saved about 7k in interest and fees and 12k going back down to about 8,000. It went from 12k to 8,000. Also, he's on an 18-month program. So if there's any doubters out there, I assure you that PDS debt is legit. By the way, James said he spoke to you and had questions about the service. Long story short, man, this is one of you guys who used pdsdebt.com. He consolidated his debt. He went from 12 grand in debt down to 8,000. Go to pdsdebt.com, man. Get $25 off and get yourself out of debt. Again, Purity Debt Solutions is offering a $25 Visa gift card to all the listeners, all the listeners who are eligible. Just for completing a quick, easy assessment by going to pdsdebt.com forward slash Craig. That's pdsdebt.com forward slash Craig. Take your, take your financial freedom into your hands today at pdsdebt.com forward slash Craig. I ain't speaking jibber jabber, man. I've been drinking a little bit. I'm with the homie Billy. We're going to go to a quick commercial break. When we get back, more Craig facts. If I can deal with you better than you can, nigga, you ain't got no shot fucking with me. Not at all. We're back. Check it out, man. I got to shout out another one of my sponsors. There I got it a is. few of them. I know some of you niggas don't like it. <laughs> Regardless of how much I fuck up on the read, they fuck with me, man. I tell you, man. I tell you, man. Where they at, man? Betterhelp.com, man. Go to betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com, man. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp. 
BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with a licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log on to your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You'll get timely, thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly videos and phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as traditional therapy would allow. BetterHelp is, is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so that you may make easy and free changes if you don't like your therapist. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available for those who don't have the money. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit the website and read the testimonials and you'll see we can do what we say we do. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash Craig. Again, visit BetterHelp.com forward slash Craig. Get a 10% off of your first, get 10, and get 10% off of your first month. Um, yeah, we're all over the, you know, the, the, the continent of the United States. We're in all 50 states. Again, go to, uh, go to BetterHelp.com forward slash Craig and get 10% off your first month. Oh, man. Craig. Really? Let me tell you what I respect about you. I respect that you keep a platform for vulnerability and honesty, specifically for black men. Straight up. Thank you, man. Straight the fuck up. You I know. respect that you keep a platform for vulnerability and honesty, specifically for black men. Man, I appreciate that. You One know. Thing, Black, black men stay fuck niggas because they feel like there's no place for them to be honest and vulnerable. You know why? Because when you're honest and vulnerable, people perceive that as weak. Right. There's nothing wrong with being vulnerable. There's nothing wrong with being fucking honest, nigga. That's some real shit, man. You know what I say to niggas? I'm talking about, oh, man, you know that nigga fucking wife. Hey, nigga, half you niggas, I'm fucking your wife, nigga. You don't even know it. Well, that's what these that's niggas, what these don't, niggas understand. don't understand, nigga. Your wife can do whatever, whatever she fuck want she wants. It's her pussy. <laughs> what? But that ego will tell you it's your pussy. Yeah. I think niggas think because they don't know that it ain't happening. Yeah. Oh, it's happening. Oh, it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. It's definitely been happening the last five months. I've been out here by my goddamn self. I've been on a goddamn rampage running through these bitches. I wasn't giving a fuck. Straight out, if you ain't got it, a woman gonna find somebody, you know, who does. How can a nigga know without knowing that his woman is fucking another nigga? Easy. Question is very, very simple. Why is she fucking with you? Okay. A lot of niggas don't know why. Nah, they, if you can't say why on a dotted line, why your woman is fucking with you, you are potentially gonna be the first candidate to be in a fuck nigga situation. <laughs> and if you can, and you answer what that why is, that answer ain't always unindicative of a person who in a fuck nigga situation. When you was pimping, and you spotted a broad that was on another nigga's arm, but you knew she could go, what was the psychology behind getting this bitch off a nigga's arm? No, baby, see, this is what you understand. My psychology was never trying to take a bitch that was on a nigga's arm. I'm not a nigga that wants something that a nigga got. Right. My psychology is very simple. A bitch gonna choose. Right. 
So the women that came to me was very simple. I was on tour with R. Kelly, bro. He had 40 fucking cities in the phone. Right. Bro, niggas don't really know about this. The swinger community supported this nigga. Till this day, they still this nigga. Nigga, they wired the fuck up on Ark. Nigga sold out everywhere. Right. The garden, name somewhere. Niggas act like nigga Jay Z didn't have two fucking whole albums with this nigga. Right, 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 right. Before Kanye Neal was Kelly, nigga. Right. Before Jay Z, it was Kelly, nigga. This nigga been selling out arenas since the nineties. Like, like, let's not cap, nigga. Mike was having Kelly write his shit. Right. So we, hey. The, the P-Hive, whatever the fuck they call <laughs> Nigga, they been up there. And that's a heavy prostitute area. So my first thing, the way I was working, I was doing merchandising. I was doing behind-the-scenes footage. I was working with different people. I ain't, nigga, my first job with unsaid people was making sure bitches got flew in and taken to where they need to go. Name of the first bitch you ever pet. Hmm, Lillian Blue. How'd you get her? Easy, I was left responsible for this bitch for a whole three weeks. <laughs> a porn star. I was fucking her. This bitch, I just need to get where I need to go. Can you take me? Yes. I'm gonna get you a bank account, bitch. <laughs> I'm gonna take the hey, money. Hey, bitch ain't got a bank account, you got her. You're telling me. <laughs> That's the easy money right there. Me, and you ain't doing your taxes? Oh, bitch, yeah. I'm gonna start this nail hair shop business so fast. In your name. In your name. This bitch got get nine LLCs and nine. Card, yeah. Bitch, I got a debit card? Yeah. You ain't got an account? She got a Fuck rush card. Yeah, so bro. how did you recognize the game, though? Because a lot of niggas don't understand what pimping is in front of them. They, they think it's some regular shit. How can you decipher between a woman that wants to be pimp and a woman that wants to be in a regular relationship, a square woman? Watch this. It goes back to, I didn't choose the bitch. The bitch chose me. And niggas go for it. I'm pursuing this. Hey, I didn't go after nobody. These women came to me. They brought other bitches to me. Hey, he helped me get my shit together. Mm. Right. So now, nigga, I'm getting chose. I had four girls, nigga. That was it. I did shit for two years, nigga. Mm. Billy Ann got me my first other two girls, then she ran amok and went crazy, and then that was it. Then I kept going with what I was dealing with. Mm. And I had a gal at the time. Nigga, I had my whole first daughter's mama I was with in a whole relationship while that's it. Right. Man, that's interesting. Yeah, nigga, that shit was fucking nuts. Nigga, like, Crazy, bro. So, seeing all that shit, nigga, that's not who I was raised to be. The fuck out that shit. Focused on what the fuck I was there for, and in my purpose, nigga, comedy was what I was gonna do, and that's what the fuck I did. Bro, niggas be, niggas be with the cap like, they ain't made no mistakes, they ain't flawed out and shit. Yeah, man. So, uh, Craig. What's the best piece of advice you've gotten since since this entire sister, what is last year, all the shit you've been going through, what's the best piece of advice you've gotten? Fonsworth Bentley gave me the best piece of advice. Until I broke my phone, I had the voicemail saved. He said, you gotta stop running after your Judases. And I didn't understand what he was saying at first. In the story, in scripture, whether you believe it or not, whether it's factual or not. In the storyline, Jesus was betrayed by Judas. Betrayal was the focus point here. When he was betrayed, he didn't go running after nigga like, look at this nigga that's betraying me. He was player about the shit. 
uh, the nigga that do it is gonna do this. He gonna drink and dip his wine at the same time as me. He didn't chase the nigga down. He said, nigga, go and do what you do and do it quickly. I know you a fuck nigga. He let that nigga go do it. He didn't go chase behind a nigga and say, well, what did I do to make you do this to me? I chased my Judas's down because I wasn't confident on standing without that. So I put, I put myself in a situation of being that shit, nigga. The niggas don't want to understand that shit like, oh, the, the bitch did you a certain way or your party. No, nigga, you, you kept chasing behind some shit that you should have let go in the first place. Mm-hmm. It took the consequences. Some shit just ain't going to fucking work. <clears throat> some people ain't going to work mm-hmm. good together. Some people ain't going to work out long term. But a nigga told me that shit and I said, oh, all right, that's real. You can't go chase behind niggas that fuck over you. Nigga, heal. Heal yourself. Don't respond to where you hurting somebody else or breaking your character, nigga. That's what standing solid is. Solid is no matter what fuck shit y'all get on, I got to stand true to what my principles are. Right. And when your principles become, I'm going to do some fuck shit because you did fuck shit to me, I've lost my moral character in this situation. Right. I've lost myself. Don't lose yourself. Yeah, nigga, lose yourself. We're going to wrap up the show. Uh-huh. Hey, definitely going to. Where the rest of them niggas at? Because uh-huh. I want to roll. Pull the, hey, where the niggas at? I'll pull the pictures up there. Uh-huh. No, we're going to have you back with everybody on the show. I, I definitely want the big head nigga to come uh-huh. in here. Hey, uh-huh. the great babe nigga, I want him. Uh-huh. I know that nigga drag his knuckles when he running out there. Billy, man, go ahead and lead the, lead, lead the world with a final statement, man, as far as this show is concerned. What you want everybody to know? Man, first of all, Craig. I am. Wait, your boy, I definitely want us to get on this goddamn cypher we got out here. Oh, yeah, man. Put a beat on. We'll go out to a cypher, man. Brown, we're going to start freestyling. That's how you're going to take us out. Is that cool, big bro? It's going to be hard because the mic's in the, uh, the mic's in the speaker. Oh, okay. Uh, Shit, man. Well, well, nigga, we'll come back. Hey, so, nigga, straight up. Anything you want to tell the world on the way out? December 3rd through the 5th, Billy Rose weekend, 2021. Uh, fuck a fuck nigga hating don't give a fuck uh, I read the comments I laugh at you niggas this shit ain't even shit uh, Craig Smear man I appreciate you bro hey man hey we, bro we've been in the trenches man and you know even though me and Billy the same maze man he been on this comedy grind a little bit longer than me man I was five albums in to a hip hop career before I ever decided to tell a joke Craig and I gonna get our first song in we gonna, we, I'm going to Houston to fuck with my nigga man Billy is a trailblazer in my generation, man. He's one of them niggas that's always done for self, and he's definitely somebody um, to be respected, man. Uh, with that said, man, if I uh, where some- can we get that plumber shirt from? <laughs> <laughs> he on my motherfucking hair. That right? boy got that goddamn Jiffy Lube uh, shirt on. Hey, pull it forward, pull your head. Do you want your uh, transmission fluid chain? Yeah. Boy, Craig went in the store and said, can I get the shirt nude real quick? <laughs> can I get that nude color? Hey, man, we're going to wrap up on this nigga. Are you ever going back on the 5150 show, Craig? Of course, Corey the big homie. Well, you know, at some point in your career, man, you got to make your own way. And uh, I always fuck with 5150, but in this business, man, um, you need your own name. Corey is a uh, a guy that operates with a certain set of principles. He's a man's man like myself. And um, But at some point, you need your identity. Because what happens in life sometimes, when you hang with somebody, if they you have... You lose your identity. And which is why when D.D. left the podcast, I wasn't mad about that shit. Right. Nigga, I ain't not mad about no nigga finding your identity. Right. So shouldn't nobody be mad about you leaving to go and do yeah, that shit. Yeah, because I never left 5150. I'm a... 
I'm a 5150 for life, but uh, niggas need to know who I am. Because mm-hmm. I'm a motherfucking monster. Yeah. He's got. He's a monster tree trimmer. Goddamn, <laughs> shut it up. <laughs> Straight out. Hey, look, man. Tell them where they can find you, G. Oh, me uh, at the real J Can on Instagram. I mean, check it out. I'm hilarious. December third. You like some of the music that you heard this this uh, the top of the show, man. We was gonna play more shit. Me and Craig got to drinking this goddamn Jack Daniels honey whiskey right here, getting right. fucked up. Hey, microwave for ten seconds. Ten man. seconds, man. I'm gonna do that, man. I'm gonna do that, man. Hey, look, man. Check out the website, thecraigsmith.com. Also, pick up the merch. Uh, shoot, what is it? I believe it's December. No, no, no. November fourth. I'm at the Miracle Theater in Inglewood. I'll also be in Austin, Texas, December 9th and 11th <laughs> at, the, at the Valken. Is it the Valken? I'll, I'll tell y'all. The, the, the Valken. The Valken. That's a dope little spot. Yeah, Valken is dope. Um, so that'll be up on the website. Look, man, if I owe you something, get it from God, nigga. God, God, God. Let's finish up.